It's Christmas on the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Home Alone. This is it. Don't get scared now. You, no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. and get married i'm living alone <laughs> welcome to the podcast we are your host i am editor brian okens with me here tonight cinematographer jared gallon how you doing brian i am swell sir we also have dp mike Greggs. hello hello what is up guys first john hughes movie bitches yeah oh man my God, seriously first first ever all the warm and fuzzy <sighs> feels yeah. not so well first... written yeah i was gonna say not the first chris columbus movie because he's usually the writer no. we talk about yeah, yeah, he did uh, Goonies. We just talked about that a couple months ago. But John Hughes did write this. And produced. Such a well-made movie. This may be the best-made Christmas movie of all time. Hmm. I would say it's the best family comedy one, you know? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It like is so well-made. It is so well-made. Did anybody watch the behind-the-scenes, like, 30-minute little thing that they had mm-hmm. on the on the disc? Oh, yeah, I watched all of them. I watched Brian, the what? Disney Plus, so I didn't see any of the behind-the-scenes <sighs> things. Illuminates dis- me, Jared. Griggs, you disappoint me because there's a question I had. All right, all right. Um, Maybe I'm familiar there, enough. No, I Shoot. doubt it. Uh, <laughs> no, there's a... Uh, what do you the, know, the Griggs? Just, what do you just know, Griggs? Get out of here. What do you just know for nothing? Here. What do you know about lights in the late 80s, early 90s? Um, <laughs> they, they, were, <laughs> they were using these, like, box lights... Kind of like how we would use, uh, like, you know, soft boxes, but there were these, it looked like just giant boxes with, with diffusion in it, but they were huge. And I, you know, they had, like, you know, that, and that's how they were doing all the. Is it, is it not lighting. just a, a, a book light with, with, like, covers so that it doesn't spill everywhere? I'm talking about it. It's probably about two by one box. Oh, so it's like a self contained thing on the stand? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, it was, like, hung from the ceiling. Uh, or they'd put it on a stand. Um, it's just really weird. It's something I'd never seen before. Uh, it was kind of 
neat how they it's, it's containing the spill, basically just sending the light. Just just like a lot, it's, it may be like a hand uh, a homemade jobby. I just don't know if you guys saw that in the behind the scenes how they were doing. I the did lighting. not. That sounds super interesting though. Yeah. I saw the same thing you did, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that box thing? <laughs> they, show, they show a couple things that are pretty cool behind the scenes, but uh, you know, I mean, really owning the disc. I think the cool thing is the the stunt featurette. I didn't get a chance to watch that. Oh man, yeah, it's great. Oh it's, man, the stunts in this are so good. Yeah, they just literally like did all this stuff without pads. That's what blew my mind. I noticed mind. that they were slamming to the to the ground a lot. How did they do the flipping down the stairs without breaking his neck? Because it looks like he totally hits his head. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and those are real fucking stairs. Those aren't like rubber. They're I was going to ask. They're not padded stairs or anything like that? No. Oh, man, I have done that. That is not fun. I did notice this time, uh, the second go around watching it in two days, um, I uh, I noticed that when um, Marv is coming through the window, you can see that he's got plastic on the bottom of his feet. He's got oh, like he's... some little... Wait, really? Coming through the window? Yeah, like if you if you watch it real closely, that they put a protective layer or something on the bottom of his feet. So apparently, most of the times when he was barefoot, especially like walking around outside, he was wearing rubber feet. Maybe that's what so, I saw. Yeah. But like, but like you you can see something just on the bottom of the foot, like it's a like like it was like a pad or a, a clear piece of plastic or something. Oh, and then also, also this time you could uh, when when. When they go, uh, he goes down the stairs to the basement, and and Kevin has poured all the water down there, and he's like slipping around. You can see that on the bottom, there is a square piece of plexiglass that's down on the ground that he's sliding around on. With uh, you know, so you can see that really well, and uh, you know something I'd never noticed before. HD man, it's beautiful. HD and it fucks yeah. things up. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it kind of shows the secrets. No one's ever gonna see that, but you can totally see it now. I wonder if his his foot when he's walking or when he's coming in through the window, if that was like less of something he was wearing and more like just makeup or something to make it's, his foot look cold. Because it, it, his I, feet are dirty around the edges, and it's actually a full shot, so it's done. It's done wide. I don't know the stuff that I was reading about that was that was one of the few things that he actually did like properly barefoot without any kind of like protective it was like sugar, stuff. It was sugar glass, so it's right, not right. Cream, but still, yeah. you're stepping on shit. Yeah, man, sugar glass can still hurt. Fuck, bro. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you dude. step on it wrong. Especially those those little yellow ones that look like lemons or whatever, and he just squishes it, and it just... Like, <laughs> I, I, man, the, that the gets sound, me every time. The sound oh. makes it right there. It's, dude, it's like the, the little the crunch. so killer in and this it, movie. And then you hear the larger bowl. Everybody's dropped a, a Christmas ornament, you know, before. Yeah. And yeah. you know what that sound sounds like, and it's just that, <laughs> that, that pop, and you're like, oh, my God. It's, like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's the 1990s childhood trauma. It's just rushing back, and you're like, it's on your feet. <laughs> you know, I, I just I knew it was coming. And and I still chuckled like watching it the second time. Uh, I was just like, man, damn, there it is. You know, man, it's it's, it's just so funny because he just keeps, he keeps getting his feet fucked up. He, he he's getting <laughs> just fucking destroyed, dude. I I, I love the uh, the shot that where he's going up the basement stairs with the tar, and it starts on the two empty shoes, and then it just keeps moving up, and it's there it's he's pulling his foot out of the socks. It's such a perfect shot, man. Like it's just that. Nice little jib right up the stairs, and then <laughs> I still, to this day, I still can't watch him put his foot on the fucking nail, dude. It kills me. Oh, really? Like, it's not that bad. The, he doesn't even go all dude, the way down on it. He just kind of like, eh, it, a little uh, bit, then just, just enough. <laughs> just the he tip. goes in about an inch. <laughs> God, it just hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this the, is the, probably the first time I've seen this film um, in its aspect ratio that's not four by three. Um, really? Whoa! Since since I saw it, since I saw it 
on the big screen. This and I think that this may be the very first film I ever saw in the theater. Nice, nice. That's a good first. Experience. Or it's at least the f- only one I can remember. The earliest film I can remember. Man, that's insane. I re- remember this was one of the first ones that, like, uh, I remember my brother, like the whole family. We all went to go see this. My brother was like four or five. My, uh, it, it was like my my parents' friends, like you know, they had kids and they took me with their kids. And I don't, I don't know if we went and saw movies as much as that when I was a kid. I don't know. It sounds sad, doesn't it? Maybe that's why I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, all the formative experiences happening. I just want it. TV and VHS, <laughs> watching this like over and over again. Oh, dude, this is totally a movie that I've seen a million times. I think everybody's seen this movie a million times. This movie's part of like Christmas lexicon. This is part of it. Yeah. My my kids are really big big fan of this movie, I, dude. They so are mine. Straight, yeah, they fucking love it. Right? They just it, it, man, the kids so it good. tickles them so much, dude. They'll just start laughing and laughing, and motherfuckers make me laugh. Dude, fucking cracking up over <laughs> some stupid shit. <laughs> I mean, like stuff I didn't even find funny before. You know, they just get tickled over it. I'm just like, yeah, all right, yeah, fuck me. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, this is this is the Die Hard for kids, man. This is the movie that kids can watch over and over, the same way I can watch Die Hard over and over. Well, you were just talking about, like, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Stern with the glass ornaments. It's very Die Hard, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Shoot 100%. the glass. Shut the finster. <laughs> Shoot the glass. Ornaments. <laughs> the sound effects make this so good. I think my favorite one that was, was when uh, he's got the spider crawling on him, and he's like, Harry, don't move. And then he's beating him with the freaking crowbar. <laughs> and then he just takes the crowbar and he just throws it like off screen. And you just hear window crash. Yeah, and, you hear like, the, cro- the metal crowbar like going down like 100%. Someone just caught it when he threw the, you know, the freaking rubber crowbar off, off the side. But sound effects just sells that whole scene. You know, we were, we were talking about the Blu-ray earlier. You can see some things visually. I think you can hear some things uh, as well. Like, uh, you know, Joe Pesci when he smiles and he did the. the, the they do that little glint. Bing. Yeah, right? <laughs> that sound effect, when that pops up, I swear to God, you can hear the hiss when it's edited in. It's oh, like, wow. shh, ding, shh. And it cuts. Brian's watching thing. this shit on, like, fucking studio mixing monitors. No, man. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's just turning it up, watching the whole, you know, watching the movie with the family and everything. How do you think they did that little bling? Like, it it's really stands, like, it's got, like, a texture to it. I think they drew it on, like they did with the, the BB... That hits uh, Daniel Stern in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they just oh, drew man, it. Man, those are so good. Speaking of BBs, do you think that they you, that they actually shot those little figurines out? I was trying to see. I was trying to see what was hitting them. Uh, like, I don't remember seeing anything hitting them. You, it looks like they get pulled from behind, like with yeah. a little like wire kind of thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember a BB hitting those. It, it could have been though. Not something they I might have. Advantage. They might have had one like at the end, like when he's hitting the spatula to knock the whole thing down, like just. All right, just have something like bounce off of it so you can see it, and then they pull it at the same time. What about the another special effect that I was trying to figure out how they did? How do they how do they do the grocery bags? You know, when he's walking home and he's got the two grocery bags and they both bust open at the same time. I think they were just. I'll say this. My guess is that they were like they had some kind of a slit in them, and they were just shooting it on a long lens, and he's just walking for like thirty seconds, and they just make sure they're tracking with it and then they when both they break, happen they break. exactly at the same time he's there's got a string that... in it it's it's rigged up uh, macaulay Culkin can actually control it there's like a little oh, string really? he pulls yeah and the okay, bottom will fair. go out and drop the groceries 
Well, whoever figured that out, it looks that's, great. That's yeah, pretty it does look it's, good, man. It's freaking awesome. I wish that there was a shot of him, like you know, trying to clean it up. <laughs> like, Damn it! Yeah. Between that, like, between him picking home? up the groceries and then like him cleaning the fucking house, like after all the the stuff that he's broken, except for except for Buzz's room, <laughs> <laughs> Buzz's room and the fucking gold tooth on the on the floor in the entryway. Oh, oh and Wait, I was thinking this? on this time, like when Marv when they go down and they're both gonna break into the basement, they actually like break the freaking like door frame. They, yeah, you know, it yeah, cracks into cut, it. Handle I'm like, it, hammering, how does hammering he, it. How does he replace that? Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, what are we I talking about? I don't like, know what happened. Some of this stuff, like, how would you fix? Like, the, the super glue and the feathers? Like, Oh, no, I mean, the feathers oh, everywhere. stuck yeah. everywhere. Come There's on, no man. way he would clean They'd that They'd be up. finding feathers for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friends and I used to have a... My friends and I used to have airsoft guns, uh, and we would, like, have, have little wars. You know, you, you just come out of your room. I have uh, like multiple roommates, and you'd be if you try to go out to the uh, to the kitchen to get some milk or something, you're going to get shot. You know, <laughs> and I swear when we when we uh, moved out of that place like four years later, we were still finding little fucking airsoft BBs. Absolutely. <laughs> Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> Why do you have a gun? <laughs> Why do you have a gun? I'm hunting chickens indoors, duh. Uh, just going to get a glass of water. <laughs> That's where you fucked up, son. <laughs> I just want a glass of water. Do you get that reference, Mikey? I just want a glass of water? Yeah. Oh, no. Just let it go. Awkward. Just let it go. Oh, wow. I like that awkwardness. Just, uh, just just let it hang there. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a commercial. You should look it up. It's about child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Add a little joy to my Christmas season. Thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> so we do. We, we ground you, bring it back to reality. <laughs> so at the beginning of this movie, there's a cop standing in the, uh, in the house, and nobody gives a fuck <laughs> there's yeah, like, like 40 who let people. him in in the first place yeah, like did not, he just walk up and open 90s, the damn door guys like fucking late 80s yeah you could do that with <laughs> cops so like oh yeah it's a police officer today or whatever i just love that he he walked he apparently got in somehow but then that person who let him in did not then go get anyone that he was actually there for well they were trying to pack <laughs> What are you talking about? Like they're kids. People there. They all have ADD, man. Like you see, like the attention span of these kids. They, they, they're like sword fighting down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no, like even the adults in this, like, none of them have attention spans worth of shit. I do like. I think my favorite adult though is Uncle Frank. That guy is just like he's a jerk. <laughs> he's so he's, he's so perfect. He's such a cheapskate, and he's always passing oh, the bill on God. to somebody else. Yep. He tries yep. to steal the fucking like. He's like, it's real crystal. <laughs> It's real. It's put, real in your purse. put that in your purse. Put, in your purse. put it in your purse. Put it in your purse. <laughs> oh yes, thank oh, you. Oh, yes, I'll, I'll take a fill up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fill it. Fill I it said up. Fill it up. Fill it up. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Eat the cake out of me. Makes you feel any better? I left my reading glasses. Oh man, he's such a jerk. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's he's he's per- he's perfectly though. It's like perfect casting. Yeah. You know, yep. w- in his famous line, "Look what you did, you little jerk." Um. This time around, I never, I'd never seen that Kevin's boarding pass gets thrown in the trash yeah. because all the milk and all the cokes and yep. stuff get spilled on it. And I, I, because I uh, watched it the uh, day before yesterday, and I was like, "Damn, uh, why didn't they just realize that, that they they had an extra ticket?" And I, you know, so his ticket gets thrown away there. And I actually caught that this time, and I've seen this movie a thousand times, and I'd never caught that. Yeah, that's one of those like, wait, why was there an insert of fucking 
the trash, trash can with with paper towels and napkins and shit. Oh, well, it's just them throwing away as well. Rewind it, pause it. Like oh, it was just a there beat there. There it is. It's a little bit too close up intentional to to. Oh, there's nothing that's, that, that that doesn't pop up later. I mean, hell, even when Kevin goes in and he opens up, uh, but I keep wanting to call him Biff. Uh, Buzzes. Um, <laughs> that's because he looks <laughs> like, like Young Biff. Yeah, it's like when they go in there and open Young Biff's like fucking treasure trove. Um, with the, 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 everything seems to be perfectly placed. Like the mounds are in there and a little airplane and all this stuff. But uh, <laughs> he, he finds the, the he, he, yeah, he, he, the Junior Mans. That's what it was. But he, he finds the uh, the fireworks. And he's like, I'll I'll use these later. You know, I'll save Hell these. Hell yeah, later. man! So like, they, if they show something, they pretty much they fucking like pay it off in this film. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. I know, but it's just nice. <laughs> It is. It's nice when they actually do that, you know. Yeah, dude, they they explain everything That's in this true. man. That's like they, they they every every little bit, you know. They actually have have a, a pretty good answer for everything. See, Jared, we've been watching movies with really shitty screenplays, and now <laughs> we're watching a movie. Now it's a John it's got a Hughes good screenplay. I'm just saying, it's very refreshing. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this movie's made really well. It, it so is, man. Like apparently, John Hughes was like terrified that someone would would see a reason that it wouldn't make sense and so Chris Columbus was a, was supposedly really impressed that he had thought through all the reasons why this totally makes sense that an entire family and specifically his mom would forget an entire child and it, it's I think it really holds up honestly like there's not a whole lot of moments where it's like no nah, hold on I'll call bullshit on that I'll agree with everything you just said up until the point where the cops get involved then it gets kind of stupid okay that's true Calling love- the cops is a little bit later. It's like, wait, wait, what? Like, none of them hangs out or checks into the other. The cops are just like, oh, you, you counted your kids wrong. Bye. I'm out of here. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Tell me, count the kids the door, again. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. they said he was home, but no one answered, so they must have been bullshitting me. I like that Sergeant Balzac. Um, <laughs> Sergeant Balzac <laughs> is eating. He's got a stack of donuts like piled on top of each other, and yep. he's eating a donut. And this, and it, it has to be a mistake. But like that little piece of donut gets stuck on the phone. <laughs> it's stuck on the phone. That man. is so awesome. And then the sound effect when it falls and it hits the, you know, they added a little sound where it, goes th- where it hits the paper. It's so perfect, man. It's just like I think that's just one of those moments that just it happens live, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I'll take that take." Oh, man, like, yeah. Give me a little extra something on that moment. Just sound effects, guys, man. That isn't better if he like picked it off. Sound design. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) hysterical line two, and he like pulls it. (laughs) No, it's hyper line two. Hyper line two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's you again, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, ma'am. Familiar. Touch right. Touch right. What's the highest grossing movie of 1990? Dude, they made like 400 something million dollars. Yeah, four hundred and seventy-six on a budget though Holy of eighteen crap. million. That's that's just an insane return on investment. Since we're talking about money, um, I did some inflation calculation on the price of pizza in this movie um, because I thought it was kind of weird that the pizzas were about it was eleven dollars and eighty cents for a cheese pizza, and then the and then you know earlier in the something. movie, no, when 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 he, they drop off the ten pizzas, ten pizzas, twelve bucks, you know they're rounding up. But oh, okay. When 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 yeah. the pizza guy shows up later and he does the whole uh, the whole you know uh, angels with filthy souls thing again, you know, or with the you know talking through the door with the with the yeah. tape player, uh, he says that'll be eleven eighty, and then he throws out twelve dollars and he's like, Keep the change, <laughs> you filthy animal. He's like cheapskate. So I typed in eleven eighty in nineteen ninety. And that pizza would be twenty six dollars and twenty nine cents in today's. Fuck, that money. sounds about right for a Chicago pizza, honestly. <laughs> Especially with delivery. A, wasn't a wasn't a deep dish pizza. Yeah, uh, it's, it's still, just a it was standard a pizza. 
It's like little little yeah, little Ninos. Little Caesars, little Nero, you know. Yeah. No, but they're like, both ancient Grecian. You can you can Roman, get a little Caesar's Roman March things. pizza for five or six dollars, you know. <laughs> so technically, uh pizzas have stayed around the same price, but back then it was worth a lot more. Twenty six dollars and twenty nine cents for that fucking cheese pizza is pretty pricey. Yeah, for cheese pizza, um, that is yeah, that's a little yeah, ridiculous. That's fair. And where did he get the money for that pizza? Because uh, uh, Buzz, uh, you know, Junior Biff, uh, his, like, little lunchbox didn't have a lot of money. It was, like, just a couple dollars. Bro, it was his life savings, man. Okay? I'm sure it had enough for Buzz's life savings. For an eight-year-old to go crazy. He spent $20, which is insane for the amount of shit that he got at that store for $20. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that kind of blew my mind. Yeah, that, like, all that stuff that he got from the grocery store, the pizza cost half that, and he got all well, that stuff to from be, the grocery store. to be store. fair, it was probably $30-ish, you know, because of the money, so it was with inflation, <laughs> so I guess it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, he had a coupon. He found yeah. it in the paper that morning, so. Oh, that, yeah. that's true. That, <laughs> that makes is sense. True, yeah. That makes sense. I love Macaulay Culkin in that scene. That is the scene where, like, it just like every time it's just like, oh, this kid is really fucking good, man. This kid yeah. is actually something special. He's freaking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, in the behind the scene, which is great because they pulled the performance out of him, but I wonder how much of that is actually uh, Chris Columbus. Uh, because if you see some of the behind the scenes stuff, they show him delivering some lines and he's, like, super bashful and, like, trying to fight through it. So they had to work, it seemed like they had to work with him to get it, to get there. Yeah. And, and, like, you can tell, like, they're cutting, like, right, there's a couple of times where you can see him, like, about ready to break into character. Like, if you look at the corners of his mouth, like, that's always the giveaway. Like, you can tell when somebody's getting ready to smile right away before they, their, their cheeks start c- going up. Um, but I mean, dude, he's a kid actor, man. Like of all the kid actors we've ever seen, this is hands down the best fucking performance of all time. Like oh, for, for any, uh, any yeah. of the things we've seen on this show. I was about to say there's, there's some really amazing kid actors now. I don't know what's changed. I don't know. I don't, why, why are, why are, uh, why are kid know. actors getting better as it goes? Because if you look at like older films, it's like, were they just giving them like, line readings and you know well that's what i said well that's what i said no 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 that's what i said well that's what i said okay cool move on all right uh you know, <laughs> no, you got et in 82 man that's got some oh like fucking uh yeah i think it's henry I think it's the directors man yeah anytime spielberg's worked with kids like he's all his stuff is is really really solid like not everything but there's some really great moments boys and hook. chris columbus proved time and again that he yeah oh for sure hook hands down is is amazing child actor stuff yeah they're all good but like even uh, this isn't this isn't unique to chris columbus like he did the first two harry potter movies and they're fucking amazing they and are they really still good. hold up like like that dude knows how to work with some kid actors happy christmas harry when are we gonna do those movies brian go Next Christmas. go away dobby go oh, away oh fuck you harry fuck potter you, has brian. given his clothes i'm sorry you don't like joy <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. I don't hate the Harry Potter films at all. <laughs> the first one uh, does get on my nerves a little bit the way that it ends, but outside of that, no, I'm fine. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, no, 100. percent Yeah, that didn't kind of, kind of comes out of fucking nowhere. Like literally watching that in the theater, just going like, "What the that book? fuck?" It's pretty much the same. No, that shit's set up oh. better in the book. <laughs> that's, that's true. Okay, so continuing the child actors, can we talk about how? Kieran Culkin is his cousin, Fuller. He's playing Fuller. <laughs> he's going to wet the bed. I like I how just, Fuller knows he's going to pee. And then he's he up there, just looks he's at him like, and he's like, like I'm going like, to Easy Fuller. on the Pepsi. And he look, looks over at him. He's like, he kind of gives him a little cheers. He's like, that's right, bitch. I'm going to piss on you. I'm going to piss on you. Oh, man. He's so good. He's so good. 
man, how but how badass is that third floor hangout room? If they were uh, like, if they're like, you're going to the third floor, I'd be like, fuck, bro, I'd go up there. What? Get away it's from pretty, all these people. It's pretty cool as a kid, except for the fact that they're in the middle of Chicago winter, um, and I don't see any like insulation anywhere. So that jump must have been fucking freezing. Hot air rises, am Mike. I, am I it, wrong? They'll be fine. All right, gosh, <laughs> dude, you see how big that house is? It's warm up there. Don't worry. <laughs> They, like, they had can money I get an extra burn. blanket? Shit, come on. They did have money to burn. They were some rich folk, man. God, they were rich. That is that. I, I've been to that neighborhood. I haven't driven past that house, but I've been to that fucking neighborhood, and every single one of those houses are very nice. Where was it shot? In Winnetka, just northern suburb of Chicago. You know you got money when the airport bringing shuttles to your house to come pick you up. Yeah, for reals. Mm. Don't, that, ain't no, that ain't no private stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. I, I like that. I like that they get shuttled, and then later on, like Kevin comes outside when he's think he thinks that he's like made his family disappear, and he goes and he's like, "Well, the cars are still here, so they didn't go to the airport." You know, they have all these little answers to all these little things. I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's so no, great. exactly." That's yeah. what I'm saying. He thought through all that stuff, even when they're like they're having the conversation. He's like, "I left the garage open. That's what you're forget. That's what you think yeah. we're forgetting." And then the garage was open. He's like, "Look, the cars are still here." Damn it's good, good writing. writing, man. It's good writing. That's a good Macaulay Culkin moment, too. I let, yeah. It is. Yeah, it his, is. Fa- his face is good there. Yeah. He has good reactions. He does. He does. I don't think I understand the shave gel or the aftershave. Well, I was. I had a question about that, too, because I don't know if it burns you unless you actually shave. Well, yeah, right? you have to be cut, yeah. right? Like, that's why yeah. you would Well, no, no, no. Well, you... like, even, even if you don't cut yourself, uh, just actually, uh, you it's know, the... raking the skin, yeah, it, it kind of opens the, things the up a little burn. bit. razor burn. It gives you, yeah. So it actually, you know, I don't know if it does it if you don't, I don't have any, or I was, I was going to try it. I was going to like, damn, I still don't have any. I, don't know, I you, mean. Who the fuck uses aftershave? My but, fucking six inch beard tells me that I can't answer this question with any sense of recency, so. Obviously, we need to uh, join the Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> <laughs> so no, if you I go d- to dollarshaveclub.com <laughs> forward slash movie crew, extra E at the end of crew. Where that shit don't uh, exist. Save temper. You save ten percent on your next order. Um, <laughs> no, so I think that was supposed to be just that one day. <laughs> we're gonna get an email. Just be like, you cocksuckers lied. In the in, in just keeping it in the in the in the bathroom scene. Why is he talking to himself like that? Like he's like, all right, so today I brushed my teeth and I fucking went down and I like made myself. He some does pancakes. that. The whole wait, movie. wait, 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 wait. You're saying you've never. You never been getting ready in the morning and like talking to yourself, like thinking through your day or like figuring out what you want to do. Uh, I do remember this one time I was I was in the bathroom and I was like staring at myself in the mirror and I went, ah, "It's all downhill from here." <laughs> and I heard my girlfriend outside the bathroom go. She go, "What?" <laughs> I was like, uh, "Nothing, nothing." <laughs> Too real? Oh man, you guys are still enough. together. Oh wait. <laughs> some some story, uh, stories, Jared. You could just keep to yourself. <laughs> I'm in a better place now. That's good. That's good. That's good. You're in your own place now. No man, I, f- I feel we need to be completely open on the podcast. This is kind of <laughs> right, like okay, this right. is my therapy. All right, yeah, 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 right. Don't don't you fucking edit me, Brian. I'm not holding I you wouldn't back. say I'm it sorry. unless I wanted it out there. Don't you he, fucking get woke on me, bro. <laughs> he took the line to heart. When I grow up and I get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> That's true. I'm living alone. 
Fucking love that line. <laughs> Man, that that line, like that, that totally captured the the heart of of where his character comes from. Because I I also came from a very large family, and I have experienced many of these sorts of. There's 50 people at our house, and everybody's going everywhere. Kinds of craziness and. Uh, the whole like, man, I just wish I was in this giant house by myself. Fuck. Are we a break here, guys? I think we are. I think Brian, we're a break. I think, I think we need a little, uh, a little something, something. I need some more alcohol in my, uh, my glass. All right, you need to catch up, Brian. I got more eggnog for you. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna play the trailer for Home Alone. We'll be back. Where are you going? We're gonna miss the plane. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation. Did we miss the plane? No, you just made it. Yeah. They forgot one small thing. Have yourself. I've a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Home alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and his elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Ah! Yes! Ah! Ah! Where are you, you little creep? I'm gonna kill that kid! Why'd you take your shoes off? Why are you dressed like a chicken? Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. Hey, guys. Yesterday, he was just a kid. But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Home Alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus. Coming November 16th. That was the trailer for Home Alone, the family comedy without the family. Without the family. Did you guys notice that the supermarket scene was completely different? Yeah. Yeah, they had the uh, the manager asking all the questions instead yeah, of the, instead uh, the of cashier the... by herself. I wonder what that's about. It was far it was better, more... Uh... Better in the movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no. With the, with the manager standing and hovering a little bit too much, that was a little well, The aggressive. delivery was way faster. Um, it just, yeah, it's a little aggressive with the with the manager. They had a lot of things that were, I, I, I think they pulled the trigger a little bit on this kind of early in, in the development. Like, uh, there's like a poster out that even has like another composer's name outside of John Williams on the score. Really? So I think, yeah, I think a lot of these marketing materials were released before, like before the movie was even close to being done. Like while they were shooting, they were marketing because this was originally a Warner Brothers picture. And then oh, wow. Warner Brothers wanted to keep it at $10 million, and then when the budget went over $10 million, they were like, oh, no, we're going to pass on it. What a bunch of dumbasses, right? And 20th Century Fox <laughs> came in and, uh, and like, approved sure. the movie, right? Yeah, for $15 million. And then it went over $3 million, so they ended up paying like around 
it was, it was around eighteen million dollar budget. But like, think about how much money this movie made. Like Warner Brothers. Oh my god! What? What a bad decision! Terrible. So they 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 actually they paid the ten million dollars and then they basically put an extra eight into it. That's yes. okay. Oh yeah, okay. I was just making sure because I was like, so no, it'd be like twenty twenty eight million or you know. But no, that's that's actually they did really well for the budget. Yeah, yeah. For an eighteen, yeah. yeah. No, I'm mean, granted. There's no. I don't think there's anybody super famous in this movie outside of Joe Pesci. I mean, Daniel Stern was a little on the rise at that time. What did Catherine O'Hara have done by that point? Uh, Beetlejuice. She had done Beetlejuice by then. Yeah, I mean that was everybody loves Beetlejuice. That was big, but I mean that didn't even make a hundred million dollars. That was like around seventy or eighty million. I mean, yeah, that that had a really small budget, and that was kind of a sleeper hit. But I mean, man, when this thing came out, I mean, this, I think this was like the highest grossing family family comedy of like all time, and I think it still may be. If you don't like live action, not uh, (laughs) obviously not not animation. Yeah, I'm not counting Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. That's got to be Tim Burton's like lowest grossing film. <laughs> Is it? Well, Catherine O'Hare was also in that. She was uh, Sally. Was oh, she really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. I, I just know. happened to be looking at it. Oh. I know, <laughs> she uh, did that two years after Home Alone lost in New York. Did you guys watch the sequel? I saw uh, it years ago. I haven't seen uh, yeah, it Yeah, I've seen it once a really long time ago. Just once, though. How'd it hold up? Uh, it's the same exact movie, except for it's in New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's how I remember it. Like, yeah. the same gags, like, everything is repeated. It's the same film. But you know what? It's really nice seeing Tim Curry. I yeah, love right. you. He's like the, the hotel guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the hotel, like, lobby manager or something. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. It's, it's super, super, super awesome. Steals that movie. Yeah, he's pretty fantastic. That makes me want to go watch it again. Holy shit. <laughs> I completely forgot he was in there, but I, I love that. Get on it's your on knees and Plus. tell me you love me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> How do you remember that, Jared? I don't know. You're like, I've seen this movie forever, but you can quote that line. <laughs> I've seen that movie a thousand times. Uh, really? That's one I never T- even tur- liked. Turtle as a kid. doves with you know he gets a turtle doves between the scary bird lady and yeah, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't respond There's well. A trash to shoot pigeon lady. Really? You don't like her accent? Uh, it wasn't her accent. I, I felt like she was just really shoe shoehorned into the the story to try to do like the old man uh marley in this movie just to repeat that motif again to like tie your theme together they're probably like okay cool so this movie is an exact copy right (laughs) yeah oh wait 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 we don't have an old person yet fuck we that's right we threw him in at the end uh let's go find (laughs) let's go find uh but but i will say that i got all the feels at his like final you know the the when when he picks up the granddaughter and he's hugging her and shit and then like they they have the they have just a barely bit of catch light in his eyes and then like he you see you see the reckon is the uh you know that he recognizes that kevin's watching him and then he, he like does the wave and with that fucking perfect williams score right there dude yeah holy man. Oh, shit it's, it's all it, the emotions it looks great it sounds great it, it's just it's such a great like you know cutting back to kevin looking through the window which is such a christmasy thing you know uh, looking out into the snow and, and and having a big smile on your face. I also kind of um, love that the the son and his wife are are actually still pretty anonymous. Like you don't ever see their face. They're like they're always facing away from camera because it's like they're not the point. The point is that he made the effort and got the family back together. I like how that uh, when he is talking to Kevin in the uh, in the church, which is oddly empty. Did anyone notice? Oh, yeah. that, like we're yeah. we're like Christmas Eve. 
Christmas Eve with like six people in the freaking church. Yeah, but you've got a whole choir full of children. Where are their parents? Oh, I thought they. I, were, they I thought they were practicing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I have to imagine oh, Christmas that it, Eve because yeah. he he's, he has a specific line about it. He's like, "I'm here right now because I can't be here later." Oh, they're practicing for midnight mass. Yeah, so whatever whatever mass or, for or whatever Day. service they're gonna do. Yeah. Like that's like a rehearsal, and so the people okay. that are in there are just like hanging. Well, I'm out not for the Catholic, rehearsal. so I don't know what's happening, but, um, <laughs> but it is a little confusing that there's so much haze in the room and only like eight people. But I I like I like how when he's talking to Kevin, he kind of sounds like a little kid a little bit because he's like, well, well what if well, what if he doesn't what if he doesn't want to talk to me? You know, he, he kind of has a you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just like you know, yeah. he he's able to relate to him. And yeah. I, I love all of that old man's deliveries. Uh, and I looked him up, and he's been in all kinds of stuff. I didn't really recognize him, but it, he's, he's so perfect in this role. Uh, all the casting in this is, like, super excellent. Well, I love his intro- yeah, I introduction, like, when they're when they're looking out the window at him, and he's, like, shoveling the driveway. <laughs> and, man, another nice. shout-out to the freaking sound department, because, like, every time he's shoveling, there's, like, sword-slinging sound effects, like, with him just <laughs> doing the this, this snow shovel. Yeah, but, like, it's... I felt that... That um, fucking Buzz Lightyear was like creating that story because of the way he was saying it. I, I thought that he was just like making up that story as it goes along. But then um, when Marley, old man Marley, is talking to Kevin, he's like, you know, don't don't listen to the to the rumors that go around me. Do you get, what do you guys think? Is is it just no? Like, that's just I think some it's a kids talking yeah, right think, about like the old scary person in the neighborhood, right? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Like I'm sure there's lots of of scary rumor stories going around and that that happened to be the one that maybe he was kind of embellishing in the moment and you you get a little bit of that feel like he's sort of just trying to scare the kids while he's talking about it but also he's probably heard some of those things himself oh no doubt i'm interested to know what he does for a profession what he what he retired from because he lives in a really uh, affluent neighborhood by himself in a massive house um you know he had to be like he drove the L. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did imply that he he'd lived there for a long time because he he his line of uh, he comes from you family know, money. <laughs> he said something about before your family moved into your house or something like that. Like so, he's been there for it's like I've been watching you for a years, number kid. of years. <laughs> I do like how they every time he enters in, in the story before the church scene, and every time like Kevin runs into him. He's always like he just he just looks evil and he's just he's just staring he's like him staring down. At him. Yeah. <laughs> or he like yeah, had that bloody yeah. hand for no reason. <laughs> yeah. That was a good split die after shot. Yeah, that was cool. Um but yeah, I, I like how it's from that kid's point of view where it's just like really it's just the old man's probably just looking at the kid like what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you staring at me all <laughs> weird and backing away? But you know, yeah. and, and the little kid they is it's shot from Kevin's point of view too. I, that, that's Right, it's nice, man. It's special. It works really every well. time he enters the frame. It's it's the close up of the boots. Yeah, like I'm not in silhouette, man. Oh, it's so good. I'm not afraid anymore. And then you see his shadow like go over yeah. him, and he's like, <gasps> he's like, <gasps> <laughs> that's probably my least favorite uh, Macaulay Culkin delivery. Is the uh, I'm not afraid anymore. Did you hear me? I'm hey, you guys. Yeah, no, right? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> But he does. It is so good. The rest of the time, I'll, you know, we'll, 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 we'll give him that. What are you gonna you think do? that uh, Macaulay Culkin Mac sits around in his house to this day and does that scream? I, I think that sc- that I scream think he's was done like with this film, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the behind the scenes, you could tell he was like, you know, yeah, everything's great. You know, yeah. this movie was awesome. Did you listen to the the audio commentary? 
no, it's time. it's him and uh, Chris Columbus. It's it's worth listening to. It, it, he's like, oh yeah, it's you know, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I got one of those faces. Doesn't age. Everybody recognizes me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just seems very, uh, you know, like yeah. This is this is what happened in my life at one t- time. Everybody remembers it. I'll never get past it. Kind of sad. He's still living off the money from it, bro. I'm sure. You think he's still living off Home Alone money? I don't know. He might spend a lot of money. 30 years later? I mean, come on. You don't think he's still making money from this? I mean, I'm sure he is, but, like, how much could that be now? From, like, fucking, what, DVD sales? He can probably buy a few fucking, like, you know, $26 pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) He probably could buy enough pizzas. Every year at Christmas, he gets one cheese pizza all for himself. Calm down with this twenty six. You're gonna you're gonna start giving me heartburn, man. <laughs> When's the last time you had a twenty six dollars and twenty nine cent cheese pizza? Never. <laughs> I've never paid that much for a pizza ever. Oh really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever. Paid oh, that. I've I've paid some money for some pizzas in my day for oh, for yeah. just a Especially cheese in Chicago. Oh, not uh, yeah yeah no not, not just not, cheese. not just no. a cheese. No. But uh, you know, if you if you get like a deep dish like Chicago style pizza, like oh, you know, that, that can totally be yeah. that price for sure. Yeah, but that's okay. I'm okay with t- paying that price mm. because it's gonna be a, a meal, and yeah. it's gonna be like leftover the next day. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, like, and you know like what? Those are awesome leftovers. cold. Yeah, oh, and it's yeah, awesome cold. Oh man, like any casserole, you can eat it cold. Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> fuck. God, I want to go to Chicago and get pizza now. Fuck, man. We needed to make a trip. This movie just made At me want point. to be back in Chicago the whole time. Like all all the the side streets and the little Chicago shots and oh look he's passing the metro train. Oh there it is. So oh, just give me Chicago pizza, that's all I want. I do like how the neighborhood feels like suburbia anywhere, you know? It does. It does. It does. Even though it's sure. there. It's very there. Well, the really rich like, you know, massive house of suburbia. <laughs> White suburbia. Well, it's a movie, you know. Like everybody, you know, in, in films, their houses have like twelve bedrooms. They have like nine bathrooms. <laughs> There's thirty kids. Oh, I got a small apartment in Chicago. It's only like eighteen bedrooms, you know. It's, it's tiny. <laughs> I've got these vaulted ceilings in my tiny apartment in Chicago. Uh can we talk about John Candy for a minute? Oh, man. Oh, please. Such a great cameo. Oh, I freaking love it so much. Polka King in the Midwest. <laughs> polka, polka. Polka, polka, he just, polka, He just goes polka. on and on. Like, you you, really, you haven't heard of me? I mean, we've sold like the polka uh, 623 <laughs> copies. Like, you you haven't heard of me? What, in Chicago? No, no, we weren't big in Chicago. We were, Where was it? Where was he big? I forget where it was. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it's a small town. I like when they're in the back of the truck and he's trying to get her to play the he's clarinet. Like, you want, you want to play? And she's like pushing it away. She's like, no. <laughs> he's like, come on, come on. Ah, and he instantly, you know, jumps right back in. So weird that he would be playing a clarinet. <laughs> My entire favorite oh, scene man. is when he's uh, he's in the back of that same van and he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, no, you didn't, you didn't traumatize your kid. You just left him home alone. It's it's fine. It's totally yeah. fine. Well, one time I left this kid at a funeral parlor. He didn't speak for like a couple, like eight weeks afterwards. But you know, he came around eventually. You start talking. She's again. like, we should stop talking now. <laughs> well, he's like, well you, well, you brought it up. I was just trying to yeah. help. <laughs> Man, it's so good. That whole scene was improvised. So it had to and be it's so perfect. freaking perfect. They knocked all of uh, John Candy's seeds out in a day, too. Man, that's insane. Yeah, and he got paid. Uh, what's the what's the term for? The minimum scale. wage for a sag. Made scale. Yeah, scale. 
It's like $400 for the fucking day. Oh, him and uh, Hughes were uh, friends from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Oh, I guess they met. Uh, no, I got. Was that before Uncle Buck? Yeah, that was before Uncle Buck. That was before Uncle Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was it was him and and Macaulay and and uh, Uncle Buck as well. Holy shit! He isn't. He's the yeah. He's yeah. the little kid in Uncle Buck. Oh my god! He's got a very small part, but he's. Well, in. you didn't know that. Uh, I totally forgot about that. I, dude, I haven't seen wow. Uncle Buck in like uh, maybe fifteen years. It's been a while since I've seen a John Candy movie, dude. Like why, rewatching this movie, it made me realize, like, oh my god, I haven't seen The Great Outdoors in fucking forever. Oh man, fucking the delirious! Like you guys remember that movie where he's the writer uh, for the soap and he get he gets like uh, into a car oh, crash. Shit. I don't think I've seen that one. I haven't seen that one in ages. Dude. Oh, dude. I barely remember that. Yeah, right. There's so many of these like fucking John Candy movies I can barely remember. Mm, I cut my teeth on Cool Runnings, man. That's oh. a movie I've seen probably 300 times. Jamaica bobsled. Yeah. Don't break the egg. <laughs> Four nine. Four nine. Sanka, you I'm dead man. Coach. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah, man. Oh, man. <laughs> cool Dude, runnings. When I showed that movie to my kids and, like, they're, like, standing up and cheering when they cross the finish line, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm the best father ever. That's a good time. That's a good time. Dude, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. See, it, it had heart. This movie has heart. Like, I was talking to somebody about the other day, and, you know, everybody's watching that Queen's Gambit, and I was like, well, have you ever seen Searching for Bobby Fisher? Because yes, that movie has a great heart. Film. Yes. That movie, that, they don't make movies like that. I mean, that movie's just yes. such, just a solid movie that has heart, and that, and I think that's that's where this film actually, you know, this it actually yep. it does yep. it does tug at your heartstrings. It just it gives you everything that you want for in a, in a Christmas movie. It gives us so much in a Christmas movie. Just a family movie. It's damn damn good family movie, Brian. It is, man. It is. Do you guys remember when this movie came out in 1990 with all the complaints with the violence? <laughs> I was a kid. I definitely uh, don't remember any of that. Oh man, I I, I remember from my the parents same people that were like, "Oh man, Big just has too much sexualness in it." Like, well, why she is she... like hooking up with a teenager? <laughs> he was yeah, in a man's like... body, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, if you're wearing a man's suit, might as well be a man. <laughs> I'll make you a man. man. Make Why you a man she have to be in her bra. I mean, yeah, the on. same people that were making those statements were like, "Oh, this is this movie's too violent." Yeah, I don't. I never got it. I, come you on. know, well, I mean, like there is like a backlash, like even Looney Tunes cartoons, like those are too violent. Like we shouldn't be showing kids that stuff. And I don't, like I understand it to a point, but at the same time, it's like it, it's a fucking cartoon. Like there's there's nothing in this movie. Like the violence is so played up and it's so slapstick. I don't know. It's it's like it's like I don't understand why people that like watch that stuff or like even watch like the three stooges and like oh that's violence and it's like but it's so cartoony that's a form of comedy yeah when it's all pratfalls like what do you that's not even like a oh i have such an empathy problem that i i i feel so bad for the bad guys they're fucking bad guys like they're they're getting their their due their comeuppance like what how do you have a problem with how the characters are being treated they're trying to break into someone's home <laughs> and fucking like hurt an eight-year-old kid and you're not okay with them having like consequences to this what i don't understand getting their hair burned into a snowflake <laughs> get the letter m branded on your palm oh my god it bugs me that he grabbed it at a different angle than than what the m is actually on his palm but that is a really cool effect i That's think it fair. was to be an, uh, an homage to m the, oh 100 that's that was exactly what it was i do like that these are very punctual bad guys like they they uh, nine, they make we'll come the, back about nine. They o'clock. make the plan. We're gonna come at nine o'clock. Eight fifty seven. He's pulling his fucking TV dinner out of the microwave, and he's like sitting down to eat it. 
And then nine o'clock rings and he's like, dang it, I can't eat my freaking mac and cheese. As a fat kid, that kind of bothered me. I would have at least <laughs> taken a bite. You know what I mean? Yeah, like show him like shoveling a couple bites in and then running over. <laughs> like, you had a whole conversation at the grocery store with the, the checkout lady. Are these are these good meals? Have you had them before? All right, I'll check them out. <laughs> well, you're already you're already in line with it now. You're gonna buy it. Don't worry. <laughs> it actually looked pretty good for you know for, for I, a frozen for meal. A that was not a fucking dinner. frozen it meal that like, was on his plate, bro. Piled <laughs> up, man. Someone it was still steaming. Someone it fluffed good. it and scooped it, and like, there's no way that's a freaking microwave. It, it looked like curated, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was like whatever they were having for lunch. That was like some leftover mac and cheese that Crafty made. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Yep. <sighs> there was no way that was fucking microwavable. God, I've had. They, my pro- they probably did tell catering to make macaroni and cheese that day. <laughs> they probably did. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> they were smart. They were. Hey, hey, uh, can you guys make sure that on Tuesday we get we get mac and cheese? I did like the steam coming off of it. That that is a nice touch, man. It was. They good. have steam yeah. in a lot of things. Steam coming off of hands. Steam coming off of heads when they're shoved into the snow after getting flames on them. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of a lot of good steam gags in this. All the gags worked well. Yeah, and a lot of really nice lighting. All the lighting was really clean, and sometimes it didn't match between shots, but it was still very nice. I mean, like even think think about when he goes to um, Santa's hut. Oh yeah, and he, yeah, and yeah. he goes, and he goes, oh, and he, yeah, and he runs into that girl, and he's like, "Oh, nice shoes or whatever." And then he goes out and he runs into fucking Santa getting into his fucking beat up jalopy car, and he's like smoking and all that. He's all of that looks so good. Smoke. Yeah. Oh man, the, all the night stuff moment. looks so good. Yeah. Well, they've got like giant eighteen k backlights for all the. <laughs> but yeah, normally of comedies gonna look good. Look like dog shit though. Like that's the thing about comedies; they're always like so, so high key, and it's it's just so flat, yeah. or it's just blown out everywhere. Where it's just like, oh, it's got to be cheerful and everything. This movie, even though it's a it's a kids film, it's not afraid to live in the dark. No, I think that's one of the reasons why this movie still holds up so well, even thirty years later. You can look at it and be like, yeah, some of the shots are like really grainy, but like with a fantastic film film grain, and all the all the lighting is really really good. Yeah, it's, like it's, even it's really even solid. when they're inside and it's like full daylight, it's like you can tell that they're they're just busting, you know. M18s through the windows to just make everything look really bright, but but it's not like the entire inside of the house is crazy huge bright. It's it's like all right, you got a little bit of a fill over here maybe, and but it's all it all, it all looks really natural. They they got a lot out of their money. This movie looks really really great. It's edited really really well. I mean like all the speed up stuff, all the amazing timing with the score and everything. I mean, just it's 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 really amazing for what they did. Well, yeah, the uh, the editor went on to direct the third Home Alone movie. Oh, I didn't watch that one. Yeah. yeah oh man, I forgot what awful. he did. He he did like a whole series of. Uh, he started some other children's series. Oh god damn. Who was it? The editor. It's like Baja something. I don't know. I can't. I can't. Scooby Doo. That's what it was. He drew. Oh, no way. Really? He directed Scooby Doo, the live action one, uh, and the the second one as well. That's what it was. So that makes sense. Yeah, that tracks. That explains Bro. a lot about that, actually. Yeah. Did you know that this DP also sh- uh, did uh, worked on Tango and Cash? Yeah, he was the second unit uh, DP on that. That's amazing, and he also did uh, Return of the Living Dead. Well, what's really crazy is that this is his first fucking big be- uh, big budget feature. Like he wow. did he one did horror movie. Uh, as, as cinematographer for this film. I mean, it's just insane. Like, how the fuck does that happen? 
Dude, he did So I Married an Axe Murderer. I love that movie. Oh, and shut he, up. And he, and he did Ace Ventura, that, Pet Detective. Holy shit. Yeah, but that okay, doesn't look okay. nearly as good, man. I no, know, but they're still really cool movies, though. No, it's a cool movie. So but... I Married an Axe Murderer is great. He shot Winnie the Pooh in 2011, though. That looked great. What? Wait, 2011? No, no, no. I guess he... Winnie it's the not Pooh. that one. I was thinking, I was thinking that one with... with uh, you mean Christopher Guest? With, with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that was like 15 uh, or 16 Yeah, what was that least? called? The one with Mark, Mark Forrester did? Yeah. Yeah, that was far more recent than 2011. What's Christopher it? Robin. Christopher, Christopher. Oh, yeah. What did I say? Christopher that Guest? Was... That's a director. Fuck, bro. Christopher <laughs> Guest. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, I need your husband. Come here. Get him here. <laughs> well, he was the cinematographer for the Winnie the Pooh cartoon movie, <laughs> which is very interesting. How does that work? I guess he's like, uh, draw it like this. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's it's like a consulting reference, right? Like you're like, oh, you need the lighting to come from this way, and you need. Oh, yeah, I remember them doing that for like uh, Wally. Wally, yeah, with uh, Deacons. Yeah, with Roger Deakins. Yeah, Deakins has done Wally and all of the uh, How to Train Your Dragon movies. Rango. When the fuck did that Winnie Rango. the Pooh movie come out though? That was that was before 2011. Oh, 2010. Oh, okay, that was after Wally. I, man, okay, I'm thinking yeah. of the other. I must be thinking of an older Winnie the Pooh movie because I don't even remember that one. Yeah, it's weird. It, it, it's straight up cartoon. Just, just, just like it looks, just like the old Winnie the Pooh cartoon. It's not not computer animated. It's no, yeah, animated, animated. Maybe I'm mixing that up <laughs> it, with the it, Tigger movie. <laughs> Making that Pooh money. <laughs> well, live action one didn't do very well at the box office though. Which one? The uh, Christopher Robinson. Film. I liked that. It, I liked it though. I enjoyed it too. Yeah, I thought good. it was really cool. Nobody it went to go see it. Good. I didn't no, go see it, but I, I watched yeah. it on demand. I took the whole family to that one. It's Winnie the Pooh. Like fuck, come on. Yeah, man. Why not? One thing I did want to bring up: uh, production design and uh, costuming. I I never really noticed it before, but uh, red and green Christmas colors have been thrown every up every fucking shot. All over. Yeah. It's just every fucking shot. vomited and uh, yeah, all over everything, all yep. over the inside yep. of the house. They have like green and, and red wallpaper carpets. Yeah. Yep. It's like, what's going on? Who, who designed this house? The fucking yeah, have... uh, Grinch, but not the Grinch, <laughs> the, 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 the anti-Grinch. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Seuss himself. Everyone stole everything the Grinch was trying to steal and they put it in this house. This, this is the Grinch storage house. I like the when, but when you go up the stairs to the third floor, the wallpaper on the sides of the stairs is ripped because it's the attic. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of small touches. This house feels very lived in and very like, like there's a bunch of kids that are here, but also some some parents who are really trying hard to make it like you know coordinated and nice and fun, but still have a lot of fucking kids. Yeah, they did. Is that a set? Yeah, it's a set. Because uh, I was getting ready to say, like, there, there's a, a moment, like, it's when Kevin picks up the cheese pizza. Um, mm-hmm. It's cutting to the outside of the house, which is an exterior, which they're shooting in Chicago. And uh, as the pizza guy is, is running off from the gun, it cuts um, to the shot, and it's, it's like, of the door. Like, uh, Kevin opens the door, and that's that's in the soundstage. And it tilts, the camera tilts down to him picking up the pizza, and you see a little bit of his sidewalk outside and the door frame. And it's like really – it's just all scuffed up up until where the door – where you can see where the door like closes and then the floor is pristine almost. And it's like that mm. is exactly like how – you know, it's like a real house. It's like you know, the part that's on the outside is dirty and messy. But then everything on the inside is where, where you've been cleaning. It's fine. Yeah. And it's just like – it's those nice little touches like that in the production design, man, that really bring things to life. Yeah, oh, man. for sure. For sure. And the mother said that she would sell her soul to the devil 
<laughs> to give back to her son. She's willing to give up her transistor radio, five hundred dollars in cash, like these earrings. <laughs> Maybe a she's Rolex. got a whole. <laughs> yeah, it Does might it look be a real Rolex. To you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, her son is riding a toboggan down the stairs and out the front door. Fuck yeah, that's cool. We're the wet bandits. <laughs> that's pretty fucked up that they do that. <laughs> what? Not just rob, but also like yeah. It's just like it's like house. we're just gonna destroy your entire house. We're gonna smack yeah. you in the face. We're gonna steal all your shit. And fuck your house up. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. It's the worst. I don't know. Like, I, There's a lot of things like, that Daniel Stern does in the movie that crack me up. <laughs> like that, In that scene, like after he puts the sinks in, he takes a snow globe and then brings it into the van. He's got a collection. He's, the yeah. gum. he's chewing the gum and he puts it on the thing. <laughs> puts it on the bottom of the snow globe and then he's got like a whole collection of snow globes for all the houses they've hit that day. Oh, man. Like, it would be one thing if he, like, filled up the sinks and then turned off the water. But the fact that he's just like, no, I'm going to flood your fucking house. Like, you did it again, didn't you? I told you not <laughs> you, to do that. You're, you're sick. <laughs> I like how he doesn't cuss, but he's like, you freaking, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> they had a hard time getting uh, Joe Pesci not to drop the F-bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he was coming off of Goodfellas. Like, this is basically his character from Goodfellas, just uh, in a kid's movie, like, Kind of totally here for it. Yeah, there's like even a, a scene uh, in the deleted scenes where they're driving around in the car, and like Daniel Stern in the, in the scene says something like, "I think you're on edge," and then like something, you know, sometimes go by, and then as the scene ends, he, he looks over and he's like, "What do you mean I'm in, on edge? I'm on edge how?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think I'm funny? How are you funny? How? 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 Like funny I'm here how? to fucking amuse you? Like I'm a fucking clown? Huh? How am I funny?" <laughs> So this was the year that Joe Pesci won the uh, Best Supporting. Uh, Fuck yeah, man. Oscar for uh, Goodfellas. The, the year of Joe for Pesci. For Home Alone. <laughs> what? No, for Goodfellas. <laughs> Best Supporting Actor, Home Alone, Joe Pesci. What do you think I'm funny? What, do you kids can't talk? Where you going? <laughs> Where you going, kids? <laughs> you going out of town? Huh? <laughs> well, wait. We'll come back at 9 o'clock. It'll be nice and dark. Oh, yeah, good. Kids are scared of the dark. So are you. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I love his long pause there. Yeah. He's like, he has to think about it. No, I'm not. <laughs> this was nominated for two Oscars, though. But we were joking earlier. Uh, best music, best original song. What's the what original the, song? Yeah, what was the song? Uh, there's, it's the, uh, it's the do 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 do. They actually put like um, lyrics to that, and they played uh, the uh, the in the credits. Oh, the uh, the theme to Hook that he just added two more notes. <laughs> I don't remember the theme to Hook, but uh, oh, I've seen Hook man, many it, times. Like I, I literally wrote that down in my notes as well. Like the, it's the reunion music. It's it is the theme from Hook, uh, and he, are, he has Peter? like two or three more notes to it, and it's like almost the entire yeah, movie. It. Yeah, like it's it's, but it's the same like build up, and then he's like, all right, I'll just I'll do a couple more things, and we'll call it something different. I gotta get this score out quick, all right? Okay, I gotta gotta gotta, yeah. gotta you know Dude. patchwork things. I, I like when, when he's leaving the church and he's headed home to, you know, to set up all his fucking traps and shit, and it turns into this, like, 80s, like, uh, synth, it, it, all with, with drums and shit, and it gets real heavy. Bum, bum, ba da da Yeah, da 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 You know? Pew, 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 pew. It does that. This is my house, and I have to defend it. 
<laughs> Man, I love his little map that he pulls out. He's like, oh, all right, dude, I took all that's so the time. perfect. It's so all perfect. Like, like, like he slides, he, he uses the actual roll to slide the shit off the table. All these, like, yep. perfectly yep. placed. It's like an amazing shot. It, it's so, in rolling it out, it, yeah, that, that's a very quintessential shot. John Williams, man, like, even with this stuff that he's, like, reusing from other movies or he then reused in other movies, like, it, it still works so, so very well in this. I used to play this Nintendo game. Did you guys oh, ever play the Home Alone yeah, Nintendo man. game? Oh, it was a board I game too. It, but I did not like the game. This, it was it was this one and like the Star Wars games. They were very similar feel. Yeah, yeah, dude. I played the Star Wars games too. Yeah, all the time, man. It's pretty crazy. I, I have vivid Im- uh, imagery of like going uh, to the treehouse uh, via the rope in the game. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. That that's one of those like you watch it in the moment and you're like, all right, this is pretty fun. But then when it becomes like a moment from a video game, you're like, did they just make that in the movie for the sake of the game? Well, the whole I remember the whole game is you're hiding. You know, you go into the different place and then and then you you you're laying traps uh, in between you, and and you're 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 fighting the clock for the cops to get there. One of the few Nintendo games where you had to run out the clock instead of trying to beat. All right, guys, uh, I would be I, w- I would be really wrong of me not to bring up. Oh, here we go. That there is a there's a horror film that predates Home Alone. The name of the movie is called Deadly Games. It's a French film. Have you, any of you guys seen this movie? Mm-mm. Funny, funny games. Deadly Games. Deadly Games. It's right here. Right here. All right. So the premise of this film is that this this guy right dresses up as Santa Claus, and he's going around killing slash robbing people. And this kid. Right, he he gets he's he's pretty much like Kevin uh, in Home Alone in this film. Kevin McAllister. Yeah, except for he's like a in Deadly Games. It's it's much more like he's you know because Santa's actually trying to kill him. He actually gets a real shotgun, but it is Damn, very similar to this film, and it came out uh, a year and a half before. Oh wow! Did it also have the paint cans coming down the banister? No, it's a lot more deadlier. It's like the, all the stuff has been like it. Dude, a paint can would kill your ass, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you think a paint can would kill you, bro? Yes. You would Do you think a fucking a baseball bat to the face would kill you? Yeah, dude. A, a full paint can coming no, down, look, swinging. Down. I know a baseball bat to the face will not kill you because I've hit my brother in the face with a baseball bat. I've been hit with the head with, no. with a baseball bat, dude. I can. You can hit somebody in the ba- with with one shot and kill him with a baseball bat. Same thing with like you hit somebody just right. Hell, there there was a, there was a recent ad or a recent like uh, story I was reading where some like little jerk off kid. I hate to say that, but like was, like told this bouncer, he's like, "You're gonna work for me one day." And this dude punched him one time and killed him. Okay, like Shut yes, up. freak accidents oh, wow. can happen all the time, but like a paint uh, like paint bucket is not gonna be my go to. Home defense. <laughs> you know? Those are heavy, dude. I'm telling you, dude. That's like picking up a giant rock and smacking somebody. You could kill somebody. Jared's like, have you ever been hit with a five-pound rock before? <laughs> you get fucked up. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine the pain? Just imagine that. As you can. Imagine right, that, that, the can. velocity of, of, that, of that swinging at that rate, man. Oof. I mean, between the paint cans and them, like, slipping Smacking and falling it, yeah. on all of the freaking stairs, like, feet up at head level and head, you know, like... Whatever, man. Look, if Steven Most Seagal of these things are unsurvivable. ...had raided this house... I'm just a cook. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even what the window sentence. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> maybe committed suicide. You didn't make that mac and cheese right. 
Cut to Steven okay, Seagal so eating the fucking Steven mac and Seagal, cheese. Is Steven Seagal? <laughs> go ahead. I need to hear what you were going to say. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm laughing too much, man. Uh, uh, All right, so I want to hear about this deadly game. You're saying like this was basically the plot, and yeah, it was. Yeah. John Hughes stole it. Well, I don't know if he stole it, but it, it is. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, this did come out before. It's very similar. You know, it's one of those weird coincidences that. You know, was it similar enough that producers from this movie had to pay off people from that movie? No, I it, it, like like you can see this DVD I had to like order off of like uh, I think it's from France. Good poster. So yeah, no, it's it's a good movie. It's worth watching um, if you haven't seen it. If you like uh, if you if you like the horror version of Home Alone, sounds interesting. Check it out. That does sound like a fun. It's concept. like Brightburn. No. No, <laughs> no, Jared. <laughs> no, <laughs> man, that movie. Oh, it could have been so great. It could have been so great. It, it could have been amazing. God, it's a shame. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was. It was not terrible. I need to rewatch it. Are we at ratings here? I think we are, Brian. All right, who's going first? Somebody rate this thing. All right, uh, I'm gonna give this a nine point five for three reasons. A, the movie totally holds up. Two. It's the second 1990s movie with Joe Pesci. He's the same character from Goodfellas. And D, watching someone knock over that statue from the front yard four times gets me every time. But they don't show it sometimes, which is perfect. They just show somebody <laughs> like putting it back up. It's, that's, that's just perfect. I also really, really love that the, uh, the black and white movie that he's watching like all those times. Like the first time he watches it, um, the whole like, shooting moment lasts about four seconds and then when he plays it back both times um it's like 12 seconds long so it's not only doubled it's like almost tripled in its length somehow well he's he's looped it somehow oh yeah no 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 he For broke sure. out his talk boy and recorded into it <laughs> and then looped it back to the You have tape. a walk, man. I got a talk boy. <laughs> no, man, this movie is so it's so well put together. Like like there's there's foreshadowing that always pays off. Um the sound effects are fantastic. John Williams fucking kills it in this. The cinematography is amazing. Like there's there's so many ways this movie could have gone wrong and and every single way it just nails all of the things. Even all the small small roles with the supporting actors, like they just all fucking kill it. Like even John Candy is is the one who steals the show for the most of all of the the supporting actors that just come in for a little cameo. He's there for like fucking four minutes of total screen time, and he just kills it. I don't think there's anything that you, I, I there's just there's just so many wonderful things about this movie. I, I'm sure there's something that I'm missing, but nine point five, yeah. There's a few things you missed. Yeah, but I agree with me. like. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. Uh, it, it's it's hard to add to it. Um, I'm going to give this movie a ten. This movie is was a huge movie for my childhood, as probably most people who grew up in the late 80, 80s, early nineties. This movie hit me just right, man. Like I've seen this movie so many fucking times. I even played the shitty fucking video game. <laughs> um, <laughs> the movie's gorgeous. The it, it like the the shots are really well composed and thought out. All the fucking bits still work. They land. They don't look fake. It's freaking awesome. When like when he comes through the door and the fire hits the top of his head and he stands there for fifteen seconds. Oh my ah! god. You know, it looks amazing. Oh, so good. And, and like, so all, all the reactions, all the acting, everything is spot on. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, earlier when I was watching Catherine O'Hare act, and I was like, man, she is just really acting her ass off in this movie. And it, it, could, it could be so hokey. 
Yeah. But everybody yeah. sells it so well. This movie is is really fucking amazing. And uh yeah, it, it's definitely a 10 for me. I'm going to come in at uh, uh yeah, I'm going to come in as at a 10. I like I can't I was I was thinking like yeah, there's there's some things that don't make a lot of sense in this in the story, but you know, it, it's it's such a fantasy. It's from Kevin's POV. You know, and we haven't really talked about it. There's kind of like this weird um mystical force in the film it's almost and maybe it's just because of john williams's music but when the tree branch like comes down what's that Mm. i said it surrounds and binds us go ahead (laughs) (laughs) when the tree branch comes down (laughs) and and it hits the power lines cuts the phone lines like you have that uh like that real like it's just a handheld shot, and they're just pushing in on the, the wreath with the Santa Claus in the middle. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Right? I, it's like I, shaking I back and forth. I was like, why? Oh, it's a cool it's, shot. And then they did a push-in. It felt in. so dark and evil, right? you know, yeah. and like sinister. Why the push-in on that shot? Because because that, that's, 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 that's Father Christmas fucking with them. Right, yeah. It's like there's a higher power like at work. Like, I'll, okay, motherfucker, that's what you want? I'm going to give you your wish. And this is what you're going to have to live with. I love that, man. And it's just like it's never explained. It's never answered. It's just something that you just kind of feel in the movie and it, it's all these little touches like that and Macaulay Culkin is the glue that holds the movie together if he had sucked this would be a completely unwatchable movie if this no, yeah, it, for sure. if this had been Jake Lloyd we would not be talking about this at all whatsoever that's why the third one is just like oh cool you made another one cool that's yeah cool. I mean like it <laughs> it is editing and it is direction but this little kid has like He's just got a really photogenic, like, face, man. I mean, you just, you can't get a bad angle on him. No matter where you shoot this kid, you're just going to get, like, cute little kid expressions. And, like, his eyebrows, like, man, he's just, he's so expressive. You know what I mean? And it just, it just works so well. And then they just surround him by a bunch of, like, fucking grade A professionals. It's just so fun. It's just fun, and it's funny, and it's it's a good movie. You can watch it with your kids, and you're going to laugh. Even if you've seen it a million times, you, your kids will make you laugh. And Joe Pesci's yep. fucking awesome. Like, I love fucking Joe Pesci, man. He's so good. He's he's like one of the he's only so people good. that I like, like dramas and comedies. And I'm like, you're solid in both. You're not like okay in one and great in the other. You're great in both. How the fuck can you do Goodfellas and Home Alone successfully in the same fucking year? Think about that. He's just, he's channeling the same thing. I don't like the way that kid just looked at me. <laughs> he is, but there's. It's just like I don't know. It's just a different tone to it, you know. It's like I don't know. It's just it works. He's he's good. He's great. Daniel Stern is also really, you know. He, yeah. I was gonna say no. No, he does a great job, man. Like especially like on all the like the stunts and the, the pratfalls. But like, like when he's working on the uh, slippery ice and everything, and he's about ready to fall. That like all that stuff is great. He's 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 good with the physical comedy. The iron to the face. He actually he didn't flinch when the camera was slamming oh down at him. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I would me every time, and it's so fucking good. I mean, that, that was like some B <laughs> camera that they like even said on the audio commentary. Like they did not give a fuck about it. Like they they had Just send it down the chute and let it do something. Yeah, they had four cameras, and like the fourth camera was like on set. They they would just like get like weird angles, and the cinematographer was saying like you know it's like that's the camera that usually captured like the best stuff. I've I've seen that a lot, honestly, in my own work, where like you get all the safety things, and you're like, "Cool, we we got it now. Let's do something that 
It's a little bit more risky and a little bit more fun. And that's usually the one that you end up liking the most because you, you don't have to worry about like, oh, we've technically got it. And that was the that was most of this movie. We didn't even talk about that. Like uh, the number of, of angles that they had rolling on most of these shots. And it was always that, ah, let me just throw one over here because this this could probably actually be kind of fun. And that's the one that they end up using for most of the takes. They did have a shit ton of setups in this movie, man. Yeah, they did. Well, just I like the, you know, there's a really cool thing with the camera. Like when he's getting on the sled and he's about to go down. And then like as he gets in, it kind of, the camera kind of lifts up a little bit. And yeah. then it cuts to his POV. And then the, then, and then you see the, you know, the, the front of the board lift up a little bit. And the man, camera's I love on it. And both then it goes down. Uh, you know, yep. yeah, it just, the camera feels dynamic. Very much so. It puts you in it. Yeah, because they've got the, the toboggan, his point of view from where he's going to go down and then also like the looking straight back at him like man it's so good it's so fun I just like that they took the time to do some of those extra ones like they could have gotten it from like the wide angle and then gotten the close up and then like alright cool we did it but then they're like nah let's do it like a few more times and do some some interesting versions of it and I think those are some of the things that, that help this movie to maintain such rewatchability oh yeah I totally agree with that it looks like a right, million it. I'm calling it a 10 Colin a 10. 10's all around. You got a 10. You get a 10. Everyone got 10. But just be careful. Don't spoil your dinner. Off that <laughs> three, two, three tick Oh, it's three tick tacks. Three tick tacks. Three tick tacks. They were green, though. They were green for Christmas. I just love that he's like emptying his tick tacks. Every kid who tucks his Santa gets something. Well, wait, that's like all they were at that time, right? Was green or white? They were either like, oh, like winter green or like uh, spearmint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 1990. Uh, Choices of Tic Tac. Two or three. <laughs> and with that, you guys have been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Give us a rating and review. We surely appreciate that. Jared, where can the audience follow you? Pack my suitcase. I don't even know how to pack a suitcase. You're what the French call le. I forget what it was. <laughs> Incompetent. Incompetent. Les incompetent. You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, or on Apple Podcasts with my other podcast, Torah Stories. And Mike, where can they find you? I am on the Twitters and the Instagrams at Griggs Media. That's G R I G G S Y Media. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're going to be closing out the show tonight with track number one from the Home Alone soundtrack titled, main titles, from composer John Williams. Enjoy. Enjoy.